What's going on, everyone? Happy Tuesday. And that's right. We're Tuesday. Yeah, we're Tuesday. And welcome back to another episode of the Volleyball Source Podcast. We have a very special guest today joining us from Kral... Kraljevo, Kraljevo, is 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 that how it works? Kraljevo, yeah. All right, in in Serbia today we have Mr. Nathan. Is it Delguidis? Delguidis. Delguidis. Ah, oh. I've yeah. I've definitely been mispronouncing that for for a few years. So Delguidis, I'll know that from now. Um, and Nathan has been playing for OK Ribnica in Serbia, and just this past Sunday, they won their first ever Serbian Cup. I mean, first or second, depending how you look at it, because they won the Yugoslavian Cup back in, in 1978, and you were a huge instrumental part of that. You scored 23 points in the final, went absolutely bananas in the, the semifinal uh, as well product of Cochrane, Ontario. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the crown of best volleyball player to come from Cochrane ever. Um, and I, I think that may be accurate. Former uh, Mohawk Mountaineer, former McMaster Marauder, just finished his first year pro. Nathan Duggetes, welcome to the show. Happy to have you here. Well, welcome from Serbia. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Now you just wrapped up your, your season. Um, the season is, is still going. Unfortunately, you guys didn't quite make it to the semifinals, if, if I'm correct. Correct. Ah, so that, that's too bad. But you were able to wrap things up with uh, a win in the, in the cup final. Kind of let's 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 touch on the cup final on uh, on Sunday. You knew it was going to be your last game of the season. You knew how to go with a bang. You did it with a 23 point performance. Did you get the MVP? I wrote that in my article that you won the MVP, but I was just kind of guessing. By, based off of the score sheet, the fact that you outscored everyone else there? Um, no, I actually did not. Our captain got it. Mm, a, little, um, a little bit of I've favoritism, been, I see. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did. He, he led us. Uh, he led us in that game in different ways. Like, I led in score, but he led in leadership and everything. Like, he's a big part of our team. Um, he might not score the most, you know, might not, you know, be the biggest guy, but for everyone else on our team, like we're a pretty young team. So for him to come in and play that role, it was, he played a good game. Was this an expectation of this team coming in? Like when you joined the team or, or, or back in 2020, was it the expectation like, hey, you know, we want to be one of the best teams in the league. We want to win the Serbian Cup at the end of the year. Um, I actually had a conversation with one of my uh, teammates about this. I think their expectation was to get to the quarterfinals in the league match. And I think the Serbian Cup as well. I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, definitely quarters. I mean, they finished ninth last year at the Serbian Cup. So a jump up to fifth in the quarters definitely would have been an improvement. Um, but, you know, you guys had to one-up that and bring it you know take home that that first cup was it did you, it's it's too bad that it's uh covid too because my assumption that if you win the serbian cup like i feel like the party would be pretty crazy like even even with covid the like the after part party was pretty okay it was it was good it was different like being in serbia and everything the the whole experience with uh like how they celebrate and everything um, I would say that the 
the rules around here are a little more relaxed than Canada. Yeah, Um, that's probably fair to say. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. What is is there is there like a liquor or like a spirit or something that Serbia is known for? I'm just thinking vodka right now. Um, it's actually uh, rakia. Rakia. Okay, I've, I've rakia. heard of this. Is it- it's like a um, it's the homemade drink that they make. It's like somewhere between vodka and whiskey. What's it? It's like uh, like what's what's sorry, the base what of it? What's the base of it? Like, is it? Man, I can't even tell you. Just, just some, like some... different people make it different ways. So it's really how how however whoever makes it is the way it goes. But it's uh it'll do the job, that's for sure. <laughs> that, that that's fair enough. I'm sure you guys went through a few few bottles of that on on Sunday night. Now, before we get get too in, involved in kind of with you and your your path, you also got the pro- like privilege of playing with uh, Zarko Ubiparip. Uh, from the University of Guelph this year. How was that? Because I, I've, I've never met Zarko. I've heard great things from him, from, from his coaches and stuff like that. But he is uh, technically considered Serbian, right? Like his, his player passport is Serbian. It's not over even Canadian. So it must have been nice to have that kind of guy who had one foot in each world for you to kind of lat- latch onto and, and help you along the way. Yeah, he was actually uh, – he was – considered a canadian citizen um when i got here but he got his dual citizenship i think this is the story that he got his dual citizen citizenship so he could play with the serbian national team so he's he's staying here and he's going to train with the serbian national team but uh, all in all like yeah um yeah i think they're going to announce that soon but he is a standout guy. Like I, I never knew him before. Like even before I got this contract, I uh, messaged uh, Dylan Romero Marshall. I was like, "Yo, ask your brother Noah, who played with him at Guelph." I was like, "How is Zarko? Like, how is he as a dude? Like, is he a nice, dude?" And I, yeah, he's a nice dude. That's all I gotta say. He plays hard. He's a nice dude. I mean, it looked like he he was also the top passer for you guys, and uh, the final scored twelve points of his own. So, he you know not only is he a nice dude, but it seems like he's he's getting the job done on the court. I'm pretty sure. Obviously, we don't want you just be be speaking for him, but I'm pretty sure he actually signed a contract for for next year as well for the for the same club. Yeah, for the next two years, I believe. Oh wow, good good for him. That's that's awesome. I've never heard of that of like someone Canadian going to play for another national team like that. That's it's usually, usually, usually it's because we're, you know, in soccer, it was always because we weren't good enough. You know, Owen Hargreaves and other guys like that going to play for different countries, but now in volleyball, it's because we're good. That's, that's crazy to see. Now for you, what did, did you join this team a little bit late? Yeah. Yeah. I joined, um, I got here October 22nd. So I think it was like a week before that I signed. And a week before that, I was a manager at a Maple Leaf Foods. No way. So yeah. So you uh, you have an agent and they just called you up and they're like, hey, there's this potential contract. And you're like, all right, let's go. Let's go to Serbia. Yeah, I was like, I was working my summer job. I was like, hey, like, this is, this is the deal. Like, 
I'm, I'm trying to go pro right now. I need like a contract. I want a contract. And like, there's a possibility that like, Hey, I can pick up and leave like this. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So they were super cool with it too. Like they, they encouraged me and everything. So shout out Maple um, Leaf Foods. Yeah. Was yeah. It, they're, they're pretty cool. Was this in Cochrane? Uh, no, this wasn't in Hamilton. I stayed in Hamilton all summer and, um, COVID with COVID, I was trying to work out and everything. I took a lot of rest. I probably rested for like two months or something like that. Um, didn't jump, didn't do anything. And then when society basically opened up again, I went hard in the gym and it helped me tremendously. I think I, I gained a few pounds, uh, you know, as soon as I got here, I basically got here October 22nd, I think. And I think that was a Wednesday and I played on the Friday. Like haven't touched the ball in six months. Haven't done, you know, I've been working hard for two months, working out, get here, two practices. Um, basically traveled for 24 hours, got here, two practices, game. And I think I I hit something like 60%. Um, I don't remember how many scored, how many points I got, but I was up in the top three, I think, top three guys. And I was like, I was surprised with myself. I was like, oh, all right, this is how it's going to be. Wow, that's crazy. And can like, all right, before we jump into to everything, I kind of want to go back to the beginning. Because as, as we talked about, if you're if you're listening to this, hey, maybe you might even be Canadian and you may not know where Cochrane, Ontario is. Because it is it has about I think I, I looked online, it has about five thousand people, the population about five thousand. Correct. Yeah. And it is northern Ontario, like an an hour north of Timmins. It's halfway between Timmins and Moosonese. So you're almost at, at Hudson Bay. Um and I, I wrote my my first article that, you know, Cochrane is more known for hockey and polar bears than ever about volleyball. So how did you get into volleyball? Like, what was that first step to get to get you here? I think my first step to get me here was kind of get out of school playing sports. Um, it's pretty funny to say um, I did everything in school to play sports. And, like, I don't know. I was playing volleyball, badminton in the early season golf, like I made the own, like the only golf team at my school. I was like, asked a few guys, asked a teacher, I was like, hey, like, this is what I want to do. And kept going and then hockey, hockey was the main sport, obviously I played growing up. And even my dad, my dad, we were, so we were playing NIOA, which is the regional qualifiers for OFSA. And there was a snow day. That's that's how far north we are, right? There is a snow day on the qualifier day for OFSA. So the tournament got pushed back one day to the Friday. And that Friday, we were supposed to leave to Sault Ste. Marie to go play in a hockey tournament. I asked my dad, I was like, hey, like, my team needs me to play in like this tournament, like to qualify for OFSA. Like this is my senior year. I like, I want to play volleyball. Like I want to play this and go, go to OFSA, which was held in St. Catharines that year. 
Um, and he was like, no, like, this is hockey. What are you talking about? Volley- volleyball, what's volleyball? And then I was like, all right. So I, I missed that tournament and went to Sault Ste. Marie. Thank God those guys qualified for the uh, for the OFSA because that's where Canador College ended up scouting me first. And that's where Eric Young got a hold of me, right? So, yeah, that was, like, looking back now, I, I don't think my dad realized that. And shout out to my dad because he'll definitely be listening to this. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember that vividly in my memory, so... I, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure at this point, after your first year of professional volleyball, your dad's 100% in your corner now, eh? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I, how, how was, you know, like, because I was, I was the same way growing up, played hockey and, and volleyball, and I always know that the reception in the hockey dressing room around me playing volleyball was maybe not the best. Was that was that the same for you, or were the guys in your, your dressing room a little bit uh, cooler about it? Uh. Honestly, um, most of the guys I played hockey with, um, some of them played volleyball too, but at the English school because I was at the French school. Oh, I didn't and know. yeah. Um, Did you ever play? So yeah, tour? like. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, what was that? No, go ahead. I can I can ask it afterwards. Um. So yeah, like most of those guys played volleyball for the English school and played for the French school. I didn't have any teammates that played volleyball um, that were on my hockey team as well, but like everyone was cool with it. So oh, that's, that's great. You you said you went to a French school. Did you ever go to a tournoi Franco? At McMaster. Oh, and at- we stayed and we stayed at the Mohawk residence. Oh. I'm pretty sure I was on the same floor as I was for residence when I actually went to Mohawk. That's how crazy it was. Wow, that's that's crazy. Tonwafkakos are, are a different beast because it's just this random random amalgamation of all of the French schools in Ontario. And uh yeah, they're 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was, it was a lot of fun. Like, we took a coach bus from Cochrane. We stopped in Yerko Falls, which is, like, half an hour south from us. So we picked them up on the way to Hamilton. And, yeah, it was, it was a crazy experience. It was definitely one I won't forget. That's, like, what, what was it about volleyball that made you want to pick it over hockey? Was it? You know, did you see like a path forward for yourself in volleyball that like, hey, maybe I I can definitely probably not going pro, but like, hey, I can go play for I can go play in college for this. It was um, for me, it was between volleyball and golf that I wanted to go forward and play post-secondary whatever that meant for golf NCAA or um, D1 or D2, like that was my goal. But then I got offers for volleyball, like everything, like Canador, um, Eric Young, and then eventually Mohawk. Um, So I think looking back at it it was just i wanted to go play a sport 
in post-secondary, like at a higher level and not just, you know, like high school and whatnot. That's fair. So we've mentioned that that recruiting process uh, a couple of times. We've mentioned Eric Young a couple of times. For those who know, it might be funny because um, Eric Young is actually the head coach of the Nipissing Lakers. Now, you have never played for the Nipissing Lakers. From what I understand, um, you know, I guess Canada spotted you at OFSA. And I I know that Eric Young is very, very strong at recruiting in, in Northern Ontario, you know, mm-hmm. Nipissing being, you know, the perfect school to go for, you know, any anyone from the north. And uh, I remember him telling me about you kind of in the, he's like, oh, I've got this kid. He's real raw, but real physical and athletic from, from Cochrane. And, you know, I, I don't think he's quite like he could come play for us and I think he'd do all right. But I really want to go see what he can do in the OCAA first. And so I, if I'm correct, he hooked you up with Matt Schnarr at the University at uh, Mohawk College. And you went to go play uh, two or three years, two years at, at Mohawk. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, while you were there, Mohawk at, at the time was a nationally ranked, a nationally ranked CCAA school. You were did you win an OCAA championship? I'm pretty sure you did. We did at Mohawk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I remember that. Um, and then you know, all while this was happening, of course, Mr. Dave Preston at the McMaster University is kind of looking down the road, being like, "Oh well, who's who's this kid?" And I mean, I remember speaking to Eric Young about it, and he was obviously a little bit uh, upset, but also understandable. I I have I personally have a great amount of respect for what uh, Eric Young has done with that Nipissing program. Uh, I love it, but. I mean, if McMaster comes knocking, you you want to go play for McMaster. Yeah. So I actually owe basically like looking back at it, I owe Eric like a lot, like a lot of respect and everything, right? He's the one that got me here. He's the one that got me to Matt, like up north, right? Like you mentioned that. I actually played high school with two of those former Nipissing guys, uh, Randy Beauchamp and um, McPherson. Okay, okay. Um, so I played against those guys in high school. So I knew those guys going that they signed with Nipissing and everything. I knew them when I was going to Mohawk and then whatnot. Um, but yeah, like great guy, Eric. Um, like you said. He's doing wonders at that Nipsing program. And yeah, Dave came knocking. So I was, you know, pretty happy <laughs> with that. But uh, even at Mohawk, we won silver my first year at uh, Seneca College. I think that's where the uh, OCAA was being hosted. And then my second year at uh, Mohawk, which was actually pretty cool winning on your home turf. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I kind of uh, took off from there. And I didn't know how physical I was until I got to college when Matt was like, oh, my God, man, like you could hit it over these guys. Like, why don't you just hit it over these guys? I didn't realize I could do that. So I was like, I guess I could try. So I every practice, it was Adam Sheetle saying, hit it deep, hit it deep. That's high and deep. Yeah, Sheets coming in with the advice like that's that's what's crazy for, yeah. for me to have like seen your development and you know I've 
I think in the volleyball <laughs> world, we've always seen that kid who comes in a little bit later, a little bit more raw. Um, and they, they generally always fizzle out. But for you, you kind of took that next step. And what's crazy to me is that the step that you took from last year to this year is your most drastic one. And you did it in a pro setting. Um, you know, like your, was it, was it 37 points that you scored in the semifinal? Yeah. yeah. So you, you scored 37 points, but it was how crazy was the efficiency for me that, that you did it at. And if you go back to last year's OUA semifinal where you guys lost to Queens at Mac, you were an error machine. Like I think you scored 10 plus 10 plus errors. And, you know, like you were there was multiple games that you scored, you know, big numbers, nothing like that. You know, never a 23-point game like you had on Sunday. Never a 37-point game. And both of these uh, these matches, you're 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 playing at such a, a hugely efficient rate. So, like, what happened to you in quarantine, where you went from being like a pretty good, a pretty good CIS player? You were a second-team All-Canadian last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so still a pretty good CIS player, but to being like one of the best players in a professional league. It was it was a crazy step. Um, like I knew in the university level, like I I thought I was pretty good. I I knew I made I was I was making a lot of errors, but I would make some crazy kills and stuff like that. And then coming here, I my first few matches were pretty good, but then I ended up getting COVID and. I didn't play for two weeks or something like that, early November. Um, and then I came back to practice and I was hitting everything out. I was hitting everything with my wrist. It was horrendous for about a month, I would say. And yeah, all like, the while, like, curse, no, eh? yeah, no games were being played though. Cause the, the whole league was basically on shutdown. Like COVID was bad everywhere. So it was all practice and our captain on the court he's a little passionate let's let's just say passionate i, I mean all serbians are that's 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 like yeah. that's the mo of of all of 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 serbians in, in general um but yeah like i think uh a few practices he would just look me in the eye and be like Come on, man. Let's do it. And I looked back at him. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. Like, I gotta, I gotta step it up here." And then um, we were scrimmaging another team in the league below us, and I once again was playing bad. I wasn't doing what I was doing previously. Um, and then I got pulled and. I got a little earful from our coach and then I got put back in right away. And I think that's where everything started clicking. Like I came out, I started getting fed like a bunch of balls and that's where I just started rolling. Like I was just making point after point after point and then everything just started clicking. And after that I was playing in games and I was like, Oh, like, it's not bad. I'm only making three errors a game now and getting blocked three times on average. I was like, this is new. Like, 
I usually don't do this. This is a good feeling. Let's keep it up. That's crazy. That's that, it's crazy. Like you were go, you like survived and like thrived through the trial by fire. You know they like and <laughs> and I've once again like I've I've uh, I have quite a few Serbian friends when I was growing up in the OVA and I mean I'm sure there is quite a few still in the OVA but the, you know there's quite a few Serbians are around Ontario playing playing volleyball and I know that they're very passionate and that they speak to each other in a very direct manner. And that, you know, it's, it's very, de- de- some might, might call it demanding, but that's, that's just how they are. So you, you really needed that like switch to being like, Hey, now let's, let's go. I almost feel like it's kind of like when Schnarr was telling you back in the day that like you can hit over these guys. Did, did you kind of like have that realization that like, Hey, like, even though this is professional ball, I'm still out here, I'm still big and I'm still able to, to crush it. Yeah. Like I, I'm not the, I wouldn't say I'm the tallest guy around, but I do jump pretty all right. Um, and and you've got those Kevin Durant arms too. Like you've like you've you've got those those arms that uh, are long. You've got a, a, a wingspan that's longer than your body for sure. Yeah, um, I would say so. Uh, it's pretty funny that you say that because I remember just playing with Matty P. Matthew Baslin and he just has the longest arms ever, right? So I'd always compare myself to him and I'm like, all right, like I'm just this <laughs> short guy. Like we're we're probably the same height, but he has like two, three inches of wingspan on me. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, but yeah, like I was just I think just my shot making was getting better. And I wouldn't say that my hand on ball was getting better, but it wasn't to the point where I was blowing everything out the back or up the side. So that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like, how's your hand on ball? Because it was, and it it, it makes complete sense. If you know, you didn't grow up playing club volleyball, you haven't played, played as much that, you know, you don't, your contact isn't as clean. And, uh, I always had that notion that like you could either go off for games where you're just like feeling it or there was other games where the contact just wasn't there. And it was, it was kind of like watch out because no one's safe. Cause that ball could be flying at some points. Yeah. Um, you're completely right. When it comes to that feeling, that feeling like when I had that 37 point game, I just, I couldn't miss like it was whatever I would do. And it was right. And, and it's something that you just feel. And when you're off, you're off. And it's just that feeling's not there. So um, it's really confidence at that point. Like, roll into the gym, get fed most of the balls, and then you're like, yeah, your confidence is up there. And, you know, when they go away from you, you're like, all right, I haven't gotten the ball in a while. Like, what's going on? This, that could happen. And, yeah, yeah. Can I ask about last season? Because last season was was your your last one last one in U Sports. Um, all right, I I feel like in a lot of ways, if you look at it externally, I feel like some would say that it was a disappointing season for McMaster volleyball. You know, they didn't even you guys didn't even make the final. Um, you know, if you look at the Can Am tournament, that where you guys went went zero three the entire time. However, that being said. I, and I've said this before that I think that last year, 
might have been the perfect time for you guys to surprise everyone and win a national championship. Do you do you believe that? I I really do believe that. Um, I know our team last year, like we had some ups and downs, but man, when we were all clicking, it was it was some some really good volleyball to to watch and to to play because you know you got. Craig Ireland on the left, Matty P on the left, me on the right, Dodie's doing what Dodie does. And then middles, we got, we had a lot of middles that could do a lot of things. So it was, I remember playing Western and um, I can't remember the score of that game. It was our second half of the season and we kind of took over that game and in the dressing room, Dave came into the room and he was like, their coach just said that we could beat anyone in the country if we played like we did that night. And we were like, yeah, we agree. Like if we play like that, we could, could really do some damage. And I think it was pretty, showed pretty good when we played Trini Western after the Can-Am tournament. Like that's like we were clicking and it was just, it was good. It felt nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that the matchups against, especially U of T for, for, for you guys weren't the greatest or no, wait, you guys played several months. You guys played Queens in the, in the, in, Queens, in the yeah. semis, but the matchup there wasn't, wasn't the greatest. Um, but yeah, I truly feel like, and I, I, legitimately i even told this to ben josephson and i was like you know what like watch out for mcmaster because if if there was a scenario where you guys played trinity western in the finals or in, in at nationals i feel like maybe nine times okay eight because you guys did beat them at christmas eight times trinity western plays you they 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 might beat you but i feel like especially because you guys would be going in with none of the usual pressure that past McMaster teams have had. It was always the best team in Ontario going up against the best team of the Canada West. And McMaster was just never able to push it through. But I feel like last year with that roster that you had, as you mentioned, the lengths on either side with yourself and, and Paslin and then Craig Ireland, I feel like that was, I feel like it could have done something special. And I'm still sad to this day that we got robbed of that opportunity when COVID killed the uh, national championship, which was basically like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was sad to hear like we were in Manitoba and everything. It was, it was our banquet night. Oh, I, I remember I was there. I was at, um, I was at uh, Garth's, and like a retirement ceremony and I'm standing yeah. in the crowd and as I'm standing in the crowd, uh, Steve Brinkman, who is your assistant coach. And he goes, Hey, I've got breaking news for you. The event's canceled. And I'm like, no. And I like look across the bar and I see that like Preston looks devastated. Dave McAllister from U of T looks devastated. Um, John Barrett's like part of the whole ceremony. So he doesn't know yet. Like Garth is on the, on the, the stage talking about getting ready to play for tomorrow. And his probably, you know, is getting gearing up and oh, just, just devastating. What was it? Was What was it like for, for you guys and the players? Like, was there any interaction between like the different teams and stuff like that? Or because my, my sense is that it was kind of like, okay, like we're getting our asses home right now. Yeah. Like I don't remember, really talking to other teams. I just remember 
meeting with uh, our team and it was just like, all right, like we got the first flight out tomorrow. Like we're leaving. Like we got to go back home and be safe kind of thing. And that that's just, that's just it. That's the end of your season. Yeah. It was the uh, seniors. Sorry to keep like, sorry, this is happening, but uh, we're going home. That's just, yeah. that's heartbreaking. That's devastating. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little frustrating too. Cause you guys had already had your guys's like banquet and stuff like that. Like you had already all practice. Like if there was any infection that was going to be happening, like it had already happened, but ah, who's, who's to say now at that point, yeah. like at, at that point, could you have known that like at that point, I'm guessing you knew you wanted to go pro. Yeah. Um, so I first knew I wanted to go pro uh, was after my, I would say between my first and second year of college, like the goal was to go pro. I didn't know if I was able to reach it, but the goal was to go pro. Um, and then I told Dave when I, spoke with him the first time I was like my goal is to play professional volleyball and he's like all right let's get you there I was like all right I mean that's when when there's there's very few people better in the world in my opinion to talk to and if that's your goal and Dave Preston's there like hey yeah let's let's walk you through this then like all right let's 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 get going because he is definitely one of the best one of the best in Canada and in my opinion also one of the best in the in the world for that I would agree um yeah, like just just watching Dave, not watching him, but like telling me all these things. And I'm like, I was I was raw. Like I, like you said, it came out of Cocker, right? No, no OVA, no club, no nothing. Like I didn't even know any leagues over in Europe. So I was coming to college. I was, I don't know, 17 when I first got there. So. I mean, like that, was, that must have been like a culture shock in itself, moving from Cochrane to Hamilton at 17 years old, and all of a sudden you're on the volleyball team and, and, and all of these things. Like I, I have one of my friends when I played at Algonquin was from Kenora, Kenora and yeah. Kenora is nowhere near as, as small and as, as north as, as Cochrane, so I couldn't imagine what that culture shock was like. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things where you go, you know, you go to Vaughn Mills Mall and you're kind of uncomfortable because there's just a huge crowd and you just kind of go with the flow. But um, I think I took it a lot more different than other people would. I kind of, I would say embraced it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I know a lot of my friends from North, they, they stay North. Like my brother is the same way. Like he didn't go anywhere South. Um, he went to, Sault Ste. Marie for college and then he went back home to be a heavy duty mechanic so like tease their own success right so absolutely and then so like obviously playing how was that adjustment for you from going from college ball to university ball because going from like in college ball you can be successful just being raw you can successful just being physical and, and powerful uh, and especially playing for a program like, like mohawk they had all of the other pieces around you like i believe you played with chris spack um yeah you played you played with spack spack and dish it i'm sure you played with eric gerard uh as well um like there was there was a bunch of nice pieces uh, uh, around you 
But then you make that jump up to McMaster. And it's not only the jump from college ball to university ball, but it's jumping from college ball to one of the best university programs in Canada. So, you know, it, you did really didn't become a full-time starter until your fifth year. Yeah. So like you said, you could be, I was just athletic and I was scoring in the OCAA. I remember my first practice with Mac, um, it was, I think, right before exam season for McMaster. And Danny Demianko was practicing with us. And um, I was hitting high balls, which, like, we wouldn't really practice that much. It wasn't, like, a priority at Mohawk. But at Mac, you know, out of system game, you got to have that. So we were doing that. I was hitting high balls. And Danny was just – clamping me every time and I was like all right like I don't know what to do like and in the back of my head I was like can I play at this level like and then like one time I blew him up and I was like all right that felt good like I I think I could play at this level <laughs> so it was uh definitely a huge jump like I was raw just athletic and then when I got to Mac it was technique and you know, tactical, mental, and all that stuff. And I was like, that's stuff I had to learn. Like, he coach taught me that. Dave taught me that. So it was a huge step for me, for sure. Through your short volleyball career, I feel like you've had some exceptional, like, coaches and mentors. You know, even as you talked about going back to, to, to Eric Young, who you had no direct contact with, like, you know, those are those are three men that I hold in the highest regard of, of volleyball. So you're you're extremely lucky to have gone through the, the pathway that you did. Yeah, like, I would owe everything because without those guys, like, they – those guys are probably the guys that saw – the potential that what I could be kind of thing. And like, even, even to this day, like even now, like I'm not the most aggressive blocker, like, especially in our game last Sunday, like our captain was like, man, be more aggressive, be more aggressive blocker. And I was kind of just putting up a, a wall for them to hit around me so we could play defense. So it was like, that's one thing I want to learn. And my defense is like, I just got, so much room like looking back i could i could grow my game some more too and i want to do that like i, I want to just keep climbing so it's like those guys got me there and i'm gonna kind of take the ball and roll with it might as might as well right like did, could you have imagined this type of performance at the when you when you got to serbia at the beginning of the year no i don't <laughs> think so like even the thirty-seven point game, I don't think it's like I don't think I've even processed processed what I did to this day. Like, dude, that like that's straight up. That's a game that you are gonna remember for the rest of your life, right? Like that is yeah. like you and you did it against Partizan as well too. And if you you know yeah. if if you're Canadian and you don't know about the European sports scene, uh, Partizan is one of the biggest clubs in all of Serbia, and they play it's basketball, they play soccer, they play volleyball. So you're doing it against the big dogs. That's 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 pretty big time. Yeah, it was uh, just just a fun and like I enjoyed it. Like every game that I've played, that I've played good, 
Like I've just enjoyed the process. Like I'm just, I'm out there stress-free smile on my face and just even my captain was like man you're just playing with no stress right now and like yeah i mean i think that's when i play my best so might as well that's awesome looking forward to next year um do you uh, have you you know do you have a contract yet are you in the talks what what, what can you tell us because I, my assumption is, um, is my assumption is that you've got some you've you've got some 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 interested parties now after you've put up these numbers i yeah, I think so. Um, it's in the works right now, so I don't even know what's. It could go either way right now, next season, and I just want to get somewhere and play ball. So we'll see what happens. That's all I'm gonna say right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I respect that. I talked to Eric Lepke last week and I asked him the same thing. He he couldn't give me anything either. So uh, I respect that. Real quick, are are you like a mini celebrity in in uh, in Cochrane? Um, because uh, I've posted uh, two articles about you this week on my website, and um, I've got more hits in in uh, in Cochrane than anywhere else but Toronto in Canada. Um, so like, are you like a mini celebrity there? Because you said that there's what five thousand people that live in that town, and I'm pretty sure half of them came to my website. Yeah, um, like I reposted it on Facebook for my family to see, and it kind of just it blew up, eh? Yeah, yeah, it kind of went somewhere, right? And like the Cochrane Times, I think it's called or something like that. The the local newspaper, like right after that article that you posted they got in contact with me and then i literally just saw that it was in the Sudbury times or something like that Sudbury post i was like what's that doing there like it's a little bigger than cochran hey um, let's go we've got like a little northern <laughs> a northern celebrity here yeah me and tim horton's the only professionals to come out of cochran tim horton yeah tim horton was uh cochranite no way. Yeah. You and Tim Horton. That they're the yeah. only two professional athletes to come out of Cochrane. That I'm aware of. Yes. That's massive. So you're telling me that they're gonna have a statue of Tim Horton uh and a and a statue of you, like bronze side by side. Cool. He, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be sitting there with his hockey stick, maybe, you know, uh you know, a dozen donuts underneath one arm, and you're gonna be sitting there, you know crushing balls i mean the difference between me and tim horns is that he played hockey and is tim horns I mean, so like the hockey arena is named after him you know you got those that stuff going for him so we, we, need, to, we need to push for the gym you know, just the recreational gym, basketball court, volleyball court, badminton nets. You know the the, the works uh, to be put yeah. the 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 Nason Delgadies uh, gym. That's that's what we need, Cochran. Let's get let's get on it. I know you guys are listening yeah. because I'm sure he's going to be sharing this, <laughs> and the entire freaking town is going to be out here. You know, like yeah. man, like what? like after the gold medal match, like I got messages from my family being like, we watched like congrats and like i'm gonna be going back there like i'm leaving here friday um quarantining in cochran for two weeks afterwards so i'm gonna see all my family and i imagine that we'll be getting together and having some good times and good stories about 
rakia and all that stuff yeah i was gonna say you're gonna be bringing some of that uh serbian liquor back to to share with the family I, def I definitely got a bottle I, I maybe you should get a few i feel i feel like the folks in cochrane are hearty folks that could uh, that could drink <laughs> that could drink go through a couple bottles of of rakia uh, you're very correct it is true i i feel like i feel like this is the beginning of something great for volleyball in in cochrane you know, like let's let's start a club. Let's 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 get it going. All all, all on all on your influence. I definitely think about going back and coaching. If I like my end goal, my end career is like if for whatever reason volleyball doesn't work out, I want to be a police officer. And being from up north, I'll probably get posted back up north. So if I ever do go back up north, I want to coach and help out you know help boost volleyball to that next level in northern ontario yeah i i think that's huge i definitely think that we need more role models like yourself who come from the the northern region to see that hey it's a possibility and it's it's a it's a very real possibility like obviously not every kid is going to have the story like you where you know you're going pro and you're you know dropping 37 points as a rookie in cup games however you know even just your ability to go to mohawk and go to mcmaster and just that that path coming from from Cochrane is is massive and there's plenty of small towns in that area timmins hearst capscasing you know it goes on and on and i'm sure that we could find plenty of kids who are you know pretty good hockey players that could also be very good volleyball players yeah <laughs> yeah We'll, we'll, we'll start it on the revolution of your back. Did you do you find that like your hockey experience helped you play volleyball? Um, it definitely helped with the athleticism. Um, like I even in hockey, I played different roles. Like growing up, I was a center. Uh, getting a little older, I was a defenseman. I think my last two years, I was a goalie. I made that transition. Oh, right. um, so I wouldn't say that being a goalie helped my defensive skills, but yeah. <laughs> hockey goalie, you're trying to knock everything down and get it away from you. And uh, that, that, that skill doesn't transfer. However, I would see that like, I've always, I was, I've always seen this as well. And this is why I think that Canadians are actually pretty good at volleyball is that playing hockey, we process information a lot quicker than other sports, you know, and hockey is just so much faster than, than basketball or soccer or, 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 or football that, you know, we're attuned to having to make those, those quick decisions. And that's why volleyball is a little bit easier because volleyball is a plenty of those quick decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. I've been drinking tea and I like choked on my, my tea, my, uh, my, my tea a little bit there. Um, Real quick, just just like to, to, to touch on uh, on Cochrane uh, again, um, you mentioned like when when did you start playing volleyball? I meant to ask this question kind of way at the beginning. Mm. It never actually came out of my mouth, so I, I want to double back to it now. Like, is this is this something that you started maybe casually playing in like grade seven and eight just for fun at school and kind of always always did, and then it wasn't until kind of eighteen that you started being like, hey, like I want to get serious with this. Uh. It was actually grade seven, uh, grade seven and eight. We had, we actually had volleyball teams um, to kind of funnel into our high school teams. 
Um, like I know from grade seven, I played with the same seven guys throughout high school. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like how... it was only seven of us on that team, but yeah. Um, I mean, how, how big was your graduating class of a French school in, in, in Cochrane? 23, I believe is the number. 23, like yeah, girls, girls and boys. Uh, yeah, I think it was around four girls and the rest all guys. Or no six girls way. or something like that. Yeah. Those poor girls. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's life in Cochrane for you. Wow. Wow. That's that's crazy. What how different is Serbia from Cochrane? Or are you like are you able to find parallels? No. No. I don't think I've found um no similarities not that i realized right now anyways because i had the uh, first few months i had trouble with the language barrier um especially in practice like oh there's only four guys on our team that speak english and not very well like zarko was fluent obviously so like it was me and him talking a lot and me and my setter talking a lot because he he also played other places in Europe. So, um, you know, like drill to drill, I'll be like, which drill is this? Which one is this? Like, what are we doing? What did he just say? Anyone want to translate that for me? So, yeah. Dude, did you like start to learn? Like, do you have any like choice Serbian phrases? A lot of brate, I'm guessing. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, um, especially because I'm French, my R's are a lot different than Serbian R's. So it's even when I say "prate," you know, like my Serbian friends are like, "Yeah, man, that's French. That's French." I'm like, "Yep, sorry." And uh, yeah, there's. I think the first few words that I got were swear words, obviously naturally um, i feel like that's that's naturally has to be yeah and then it was like thanks ciao uh just your your basics like sorry you know you know like i'd miss a serve and then it would be like sorry 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 and then get a few laughs out of the coach because i probably pronounced it wrong and then go on with the game great is there is there any other places that you're looking at be like man it'd be cool to play there sorry you cut out there what was that is there any other locations countries cities whatever that you look at and you're like hey it'd be pretty cool to play there um i think france just because of my french background and like there's a few all-star canadians that are playing there um i would one day like to play in france um, other than that, I haven't really thought about it. Maybe Germany would be cool to go play in and, you know, like bringing my game up to that, those levels, that would be nice. Like, I know what I could do in this league. Like, I want to, I want to know what I could do in those leagues. I've always, I've, I've, I've always wondered, maybe after a few years, we'll, we'll touch back into you and you can kind of compare the leagues, leagues for us because, you know, for, for me, it's kind of like you go, you got your Italy at the top 
and then you've got your Poland and and Russia, and then you've yeah. got your Turkey, Turkey, Germany, and France, kind of in in that next area. But what what comes after that? You know, do we go to S- Serbia? Do we go to Slovenia? Maybe um, Czech Republic? I, I I don't know. Yeah, that was that was kind of my understanding. Like I was trying to being here, I was trying to gauge what level we were playing at, so I could even try to compare to those other guys like lucky playing in italy like bk playing with him and obviously mar playing in italy um i was trying to gauge and there it was the same thing it was italy russia and poland kind of going hand in hand and then turkey and then i was under the impression it was like a check underneath there um Apparently, Romania is up there this year. Pretty good league. Um, sorry, Germany is obviously up there as well with France and whatnot. But then we were kind of near Slovakia, I believe. Like in that like five or six level. It's weird because the uh, like Serbian national team is so strong. And yeah. their, you know, their their league isn't as strong just because all of their top guys go and go and play elsewhere. Yeah, like it's pretty crazy too. Like I got here maybe three to two days before Eurosh left to go play in China, I believe. Cole and Sievich? like he was pract, yeah, he was practicing here with this team. And like I just missed them by two days, kind of thing. And that would be um, like our setter is Lisnik's godfather. Well, Lisnik, he originally like he came yeah, out sorry. of he yeah. he came out of that club, didn't he? Yeah. So does Eurosh and um, sorry, I'm butchering his name, obviously, but uh, he came out of here and like. Big names played here when they were younger, and then they moved on. Like, I'm pretty. I'm under the impression that Krausevo was like produces good volleyball players at the national level. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they do too. I mean, just right there, Euros Kovacevic and you know Sreko Lisniak are two of the best in the of, in the world, right? So, yeah, yeah. that's you, you're you're in you're in good company. I mean, hey, that's that seems like it's a great place for you to start your career, especially if you're dropping 37 point games and you know leading teams to cup victories. I feel like that's going to go a long way in any uh, any potential uh, contract negotiations. I mean, like they've pretty much qualified for the Champions League now. Like they'll have to go through qualifying and stuff like that, but they'll be either a part of the Champions League or the CEV Cup next year. Yeah, um, so that's super exciting. It's- Good thing to have on my resume, that's for sure. And it's, it's exciting to see where I can take this and whatnot. That's that's crazy, dude. Congratulations. I'm, I really mean that, dude. Like, that's obviously you, you've you done something to, you know, figure it out. And whatever you did, man, that's good for you. Because putting up the, po- the number of points that you did this season is doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't even happen sometimes for the best of players. And obviously, look, dude, looks like the the uh, the sky's the limit for you. Yeah, it's exciting. Thanks. Awesome. Well, dude, I uh, I'm sure it's getting late there. It's getting to be about 10, 10 p.m. Um, 
really appreciate you, you taking the time. Really, uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Once again, really super stoked that we've got someone from you know Northern Ontario who's representing on the on the volleyball scene. I always love when we've got the the people from small towns because obviously we've got tons of people from Toronto or or London or Calgary or stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's cool to see people coming out of places like Cochrane and playing volleyball and, and having a massive amount of success. So congratulations. Um, best of or you know enjoy the rest of your time in in Serbia safe trip home uh i'm sure you'll have uh a bunch of parties to to go to once you get back to cochran before we before we get out though is there anyone you want to say hi to anyone you give a shout out to uh i already gave a shout out to my dad right yeah you'll, you, you, you'll be listening to this your, your dad got in there yeah yeah of course uh my mom of course sitting in good old Cochrane. And then the only other person I could think of is uh, Maya Sikolowski that is at McMaster right now. So that, yeah, that's the only... Is that is that the girlfriend? It is. It is. And she'll definitely be listening to this too. And she'll, she'll probably uh, yell at me for pronouncing her last name very wrong. So... So yeah, I'll uh, I'll get ready for that. That that's that's a Polish last name. You're not you're not getting very lucky with those those Eastern Bloc names, dude. No, I gotta I gotta really start pronunciating my words better. <laughs> hey man, you're from Cochrane, so we'll 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 let it slide. <laughs> Guys, once again, really appreciate Nathan Delgadis of this year of Rebnika Kralslevo Kraljevo. I can't pronounce yeah. it. We'll get some Serbian guys to come in here and, and, and teach me. Alexa Milzinovic, I'm looking at you, buddy. Um, but yeah, guys, really appreciate you taking the time to check, check it out. Nathan, make sure you keep me in touch of uh, what's going on with you next year. So I, I you know, I, I know when to, to announce your, your, your next signing. Once again, uh, super stoked for you, dude, and uh, have a safe trip back uh, home to Canada. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. No problem. Have a good one, dude. Peace. Thanks a lot, guys. Ciao. Ooh.